Where's the body? It's out back. Finally. Love you, babe. The darker chapter. My secret diary. Her page is missing. Before Laura Palmer's murder. Freak accident. <laughs> the killer will strike again. Who knows where or when. Twin Peaks. Fire Walk With Me. Starts Friday at a theater near you. Consult local listings. Well, this has been quite a week, huh? Sure has. I mean, we have now, 25 years later, seen Tween, tween Pecs. <laughs> tween Pecs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, of course, the uh, Disney version of Twin Peaks. Right. Tween Pecs. It's about finding yourself, touching yourself, and becoming one with Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so... Funny story about Twin Peaks, or as what we're actually talking about today is, of course, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. Yes. When we first started dating, I think you had the DVD set, and I always thought it was a movie about climbing Mount Everest. Oh, really? When I looked at it. Yeah, I was like, this is about like somebody climbing a mountain, for sure. <laughs> Some sort of like Nat Geo. You're referring to the Gold Box yes. DVD set. I think we still have that. Um, Do we really? Yeah, but it's been on streaming services for so long that I haven't ever had to break it out. Yeah. It's got some pretty good special features on it. I think watching Eraserhead was my first Lynch experience. And yeah. it was because you have an Eraserhead shirt. You also have a blue velvet shirt. I do, yeah, long long sleeve shirt. I got it off eBay. Yeah, I still wear it. I have a Twin Peaks shirt, but it's just my tits hanging yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's kidding. the restaurant. So why is there a Twin Peaks restaurant? Can we talk about that? It's like a Hooters, like a themed Hooters, though. They like wear lumberjack outfits. Yeah, I don't know if it's like if they bubba gumped this or something. Yeah, or what? what? I don't think it's related at all. It's kind of odd because Twin Peaks is so huge. The show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the restaurant. This movie was just a lot. It was a long movie. It was really, really long. And of course, we're talking about this film because the new season, 25 years later, has come out. And it was the first four episodes that they released on Showtime were awesome. Yeah, they like, were really good. Better than the original first season, I would say. And better than this movie, I oh, would say, well, too. Well, <laughs> not hard to do. There's a lot of controversy behind this movie. Why yeah. did people just hate this? It was so polarizing. I guess this is the first that we've seen of Laura Palmer before she died, really. We had some flashbacks in the show and like video footage, but this is the first that we've actually seen how she is, and she's like an asshole and a literal hoe. Did that piss people off? Did they want her to be like this heroine or this? I don't know. I, I, mean, I guess I don't know. they just didn't like it, and they didn't like how strange it is. But but that's kind of I guess I don't the know. Show, isn't it? I, I mean, don't know. It's like Phantom Menace. You know, people were just had a lot built up in their head, <laughs> and then it it didn't work out the way they were hoping. Got a little Jar Jar Binksy. And, there, it, and there's like a lack of Dale Cooper for some reason. That's weird. And then Chris Isaacs yeah. and Kiefer Sutherland are in it, and then they never show never up. Never show up. What? I thought they were going to be in it the whole movie. And it, so then it just I. was like Laura Palmer's last seven days of life, really. I thought she was incredible, though. Is a standalone film not relating back to the TV show? This could have really stood on its own, I feel like. It was good. Could have been its own thing. Well, without all the stuff that's built into the series. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, could have been its own movie. Yeah, I mean, it's a movie about abuse, really. Yeah, and, and that was fucking weird. I guess people just didn't really like how 
dark this movie is really it's not like yeah it's kind of like a horror movie in that way but it's just sort of hard to watch because of how rapey how much, yeah how rapey <laughs> and everything is ancestrally rapey yeah because they really like spell out like that's something that they implied in the series when they're like oh it was it was laura's father who did it and then in this movie it's like let's show you how he did it <laughs> yeah that was really heavy so first of all david lynch is like i feel like why every kid goes to film school they want to be like david lynch or something oh totally do you feel like that because i feel like when we were in film school people made this weird kind of shit you made some weird kind of shit like this sometimes well he is totally why i was in film school for sure yeah but I discovered when I got to film school that not a lot of people really watched his stuff or even knew who he was. Which was surprising because people just wanted to be like weird and indie yeah. and like cool and like hipster and wear flannel shirts and Yeah, whatever. I guess a lot of people in film school that made weird stuff were more into foreign movies and didn't actually watch David Lynch. But yeah. I think David Lynch is maybe like the closest you can get to a foreign movie in America without actually being <laughs> That's foreign. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. So this movie was viewed at the Cannes Film Festival. Yes. And, and booed. Booed. At, a at standing boovation. Yeah, I think, uh, I, think Ebert, I think Roger Ebert led the charge of that. Boo. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino had some strong words against David Lynch himself. And I was really? kind of like, well, you're, you fucking what probably jack off looking in the mirror yourself. Okay. That's <laughs> He, he basically Quentin. said that he lost all respect for David Lynch after he made that movie. He just Twin thought Peaks it was Fire terrible. Yeah. He's like, he I had so awful. much respect for Mr. Lynch God. until he made Twin Peaks Fire Walk with me, okay? People really hated this movie. And I wouldn't say I'm like a diehard Twin Peaks fan. I don't have like a no. bomber jacket pin or anything to like no. show my... I, I think it's an awesome series, and I'm definitely like a huge fan of what's being done on Showtime right now. But yeah. this movie to me didn't bring about like a visceral reaction or anything. It was just kind of like long, and I guess my thoughts on it like compressed. Where I thought that Laura Palmer was great in it, I thought she was fantastic. She's yeah. actually from Boulder, Cheryl Lee. Yeah, well, she was born in Germany, but she was from Boulder. Went to the DCPA when they had like their national theater conservatory there she went to that i thought she was really good like she was a great actress in this beyond that it was weird the whole cast kind of like missing the central cast from the show being absent yeah. was weird because it took place when she was alive so like those characters kind of should have been around i mean cooper maybe not the whole thing was weird the whole like incest was really weird with the dad or bob or whatever like it just made you feel weird and it was just weird yeah when we did mulholland drive i said that was probably my least favorite david lynch movie i think this might be my really least yeah I, I remember liking this a lot more than i did watching it this time yeah mostly because it does drag on a lot, and normally I don't mind that in a David Lynch movie, but there's like a huge part where nothing really visually interesting is going on. Yeah, it's just kind of like a soap opera flatline. Yeah, line. and then there's so many kind of like disjointed chunks in this movie, and yeah. usually that happens in David Lynch movies, but there's something that sort of ties it together at some point. Whereas this, there's the Teresa Banks investigation and then nothing happens with those guys. Are we supposed to assume they're in the Black Lodge now? Well, because their car is just sitting in the lot, right? In that trailer yeah. park. Like, we don't still don't and know what just, happened to them. I mean, are they supposed to show up in the new series? I don't think so. Because if they didn't show up in the Twin Peaks series, because this was a prequel to Twin Peaks, right? I don't know. I actually thought this had a really good through line. 
Laura was the through line, right? Like, yeah. and her family, like the whole Palmer family kind of is, but it had these moments that were very David Lynch and they were few and far between. At the beginning, it kind of felt like a John Waters movie when that guy was getting arrested for having prostitutes on a yeah. school bus with children. And, and I was like, what are we watching? Yeah. And Lil, the dancing clue giver. Yeah. Looks her like sour some, face. Yeah. She looks cabbage. like something from a John Waters movie. Oh, yeah. That was totally like female trouble or some weird yeah. shit like that. That was really fucking weird. It's so weird when they talk about like what her body gestures meant. They're like, did you see the thread was a different color on the dress? And yeah. did you see the way that she made that sour face? This means like the <laughs> FBI shouldn't be here and all this shit. And it's like, what is going on? And then the blue rose you said is like a... Well, we don't know yet. They say in this... Still don't know. Yeah, Chris Isaacs, Chet, he says, that's the only thing I can't tell you about right now. And Kiefer goes, you can't? And he goes, no, I can't. Does he mean he can't or he doesn't fucking know? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, just say you don't know, goddammit. I don't know, that's weird. That's the the eternal David Lynch question. Can you just not tell me or do you not know? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, does David Lynch even know what the Blue Rose is? He probably does. I don't know. But the new episodes in season three, they're emphasizing the blue rose a lot we're probably going to find out it'll be interesting so to talk about some interesting things with the whole people that didn't want to be a part of this so i guess like cooper was super which i thought he was going to be in this even less than he was he was in it a fair amount like he didn't have to exist in the story yet right because laura palmer wasn't dead and he doesn't show up in twin peaks until laura palmer is well, dead he probably would have been who chris isaacs plays if he could have been in it more it was probably get, gonna be cooper well, in most of it he was in it like the same amount as chris isaacs i would yeah. say it was kind of weird that whole thing at the police station was so fucking weird yeah with where David the girls Bowie? just like laughing no the different part because they were at oh, the, the first fbi one? yeah so they're like going into the police office and he, he's like do you want some coffee? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then he really grabs the guy's other. nose and he's like, Sah. I don't know, he doesn't say anything, but he like makes him sit down and then he goes, better make some fresh coffee. He says, <laughs> he says it like, might want to start making that coffee now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's very, I guess he was very calm. I was like, I was just thinking you would be more aggressive after you, like, had just nosed someone. I don't even know what you call that. <laughs> he just nosed me. He just gave him the nosy. Right in the nosy. That was so weird. Teresa Banks is being investigated. Like, her murder is being investigated. And that's why they're at the police office. It's so weird that there's, like, that picture in the sheriff's office of him. Is he, like, breaking a stick? Or what He's is he doing? a metal rod <laughs> is that what's like posted in his office because there's like a saw blade hanging up or something i don't know what oh i don't know i didn't know if that was the same thing or not people's offices are a huge part of twin peaks everybody has an office with weird stuff on the wall <laughs> yeah. one of my favorite parts of the show twin peaks is when they go into a room and it's an empty room but there's a deer's head um like you know like a mounted deer's head yeah uh on the table and and <laughs> we don't know what's going on and then the secretary or something comes in she goes oh sorry that fell off the wall this week (laughs) (laughs) this week so it's like seven days ago that fell off that was so weird but that whole scene at the sheriff's office is weird like where they keep the body it's like in a tool shed or something it's like a boathouse i don't know what it is and she's covered in a trash bag yeah that's the small town oregon police i guess so 
I mean, it's very weird. And then they're like touching her body and only Kiefer Sutherland has gloves on. The other guy's just like, (laughs) I mean, just when like, oh, and they lift the nail off the finger. I almost throw up. Yeah. Oh, that was so bad. I hope I don't get sick after this like I did when we shot the Indiana Jones Yeah, thing. well, you didn't take any shots of liquor before. Yeah? So that or- is funny to talk about, by the way. <laughs> so we were talking, about, like for everyone who listens to the Indiana Jones movie, Temple of Doom, and has seen the movie, the whole time we were talking, I was pretty disgusted by a lot of things that happened in it. And I had a shot of Fireball before we shot the episode and I we ended the episode and I was like I think I'm gonna throw up and I just went and started throwing up it's like the thought of all the nastiness so like at least that's the one thing that happened that doesn't happen again in this movie so yeah no you were out for the rest of the day after we I recorded was, that podcast I was definitely napping hard yeah. <laughs> but that was disgusting that was so gross i was sitting there drinking a margarita and i'm like i should put this down (laughs) i should not drink this but that was crazy and they found out that she lived in a fat trout fat trout trailer park yeah what a fucking name with harry dean stanton who played brooks in alien the one that looked up and was drinking the alien spit yeah drinking the water yeah with all all the iron in it yeah the mineral deposits The Iron Bank, the titanium. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was in it. He was good. He was funny. He's always good. Yeah, he's always a character. Do you remember when we volunteered for the Denver Film Festival and we were talking to that lady and she was responsible for taking care of Harry Dean Stanton when he came out to town? Yes. And there were no hotels that would allow him to smoke in the hotel. So they had to um, put him in some really shitty motel. And he was like, that's fine. As long as I can smoke. (laughs) That's so insane. It's probably like the Rocky Mountain Inn, which burned down off of Colorado Boulevard. He is um, like close to, I want to say he's like in his 80s or something right now. He's been smoking his entire life. That's insane. All day, every day, still is outliving most people. Maybe maybe it's not really like tobacco that's in there. Maybe he's smoking like grass. Bunch of weed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that story. That's crazy. Yeah, so every time I see him, I'm just like, man, I bet he was... Like, anytime I see him in a movie and he's not smoking, I can just imagine he's probably like... Chewing like Nicorette. (laughs) Yeah, just like, I can't wait to be done with this shot. Just like dumping the whole pack in his mouth. Like, (laughs) He's like, I can't wait to be done with this shot so I can light another cigarette. Yeah, that was great. I thought that was really good. What's up with the arms going dead and the man with no arm? That's a thing, I guess. Um, (laughs) That's all I can say. It's... Because Dougie Jones, the new doppelganger in season three, yeah, when we first meet him, the first thing he says is, my arm hurts. And he's got that <gasps> jade right. ring yeah. that they introduce in this movie, which I guess protects you from- Dead arm? The interdimensional stuff. That's fucking weird. And they say Dougie was manufactured. The guy with one arm in the new season says that. So I wonder if they- knew they were going to be doing all this arm stuff before they got the one-armed man in it. Wasn't he in the first season, though? Yeah, he is. But I wonder if they wrote that before they found a guy with one arm or if they found a guy with one arm and then wrote it all around that. You have to imagine that they probably wrote it like that and then figured they would find an actor with one arm. Maybe. Right? That would just be my thought, but I could be totally wrong. So the other thing that was really weird in this movie is the creepy, dirty woman who comes into the trailer. Yeah, we never see her again. Yeah, she had like a ice pack on her eye. What was that? I don't know. Did the little grandson beat her up? Because didn't they live in the trailer park? Maybe. 
Do you notice how that little real? grandson looked just like David Lynch? Had the same hair and everything? Yeah. I also thought that old lady was the woman from Throw Mama from a Train. I haven't seen that movie. Goonies. She's the... Oh, the one she's like... Hey, yes. she oh, from like, Scrooge. Yeah, she looks like a Persian cat. Yeah. Ooh, well, I don't know about that. She looks like she has some part of her jaw missing. It's yeah. weird. She's a weird... Comes a poop. One. Do you get for me, Johnny? Do we get... That's from Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. I know. So finally, Cooper appears right. at the FBI and is really excited about seeing himself on camera. He's kind of phoning it in, don't you think? He doesn't yeah, seem he doesn't like look he... very happy. Was he shooting the Flintstones around this time, or I don't what know. was going on? You think he'd be really happy? Yeah. Well, he didn't want to do this because he felt like Lynch and the other creator, Mark Frost. Yeah, that they abandoned. The project season two. Therefore, the second season suffered because of it. And so he was kind of pissed along with some of the other actors. Well, I think Mark Frost always stuck around. And yeah. Because Mark Frost had nothing to do with this movie. Yeah, he was working on some other stuff at the time. But it's weird because it's hard to say, like, was he a different person back then? Like, he could say a million things, right? Like, oh, well, Cooper was a different person back then. Or I didn't give a shit. Or I was busy. I didn't want to do the movie or whatever. But I didn't feel like, I don't know. Like, it was weird because actors get so weird as they feel like abandoned when someone leaves a project or they like move on and they are shooting something else and it's like well you would do the same fucking thing you're an actor and they act like it's like a family actors get very territorial and weird about that kind of stuff yeah maybe and i mean david lynch was like i have to make this movie wild at heart yeah it's wild at heart <laughs> <laughs> hello, and, hello. You're, and you're twin peaks yeah <laughs> and we've peaked so <laughs> yeah. moving on why do actors do that though they get so upset like if a director doesn't come back or something and they're like well, I'm not going to do this if the director doesn't come back and it's like they're just fucking artists or whatever. Yeah, sure. Maybe got a good taste of that Spielberg money with Flintstones and was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> Which I'm was not a good putting movie. on this suit anymore when I can wear this sleeveless business And make out vest. with Halle Berry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have a weird parrot puppet in <laughs> yeah, my office. Exactly. And write on rocks. <laughs> David, you know I have a Harvey Corman puppet in my new job. Can you get me one of those? <laughs> That's awesome. Did you know they made a McDonald's glass with my face on it? <laughs> I'm in McDonald's, David. Cooper's never been in McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Can't afford me these days. Unless David Bowie walks in yeah. behind you. That was like so weird. And I want David Bowie to do the worst Southern accent. Yeah, ever. that was like Matthew McConaughey. I feel like I'm Matthew not going to tell you about Judy. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. It was like it was like Matthew McConaughey. It really was. Yeah. So Philip Jeffries, that character is being referenced in the new season by evil Kyle McLaughlin. Why is that? Because he's still stuck in the whatever, the Black Lodge. Do you think they're going to get another actor to play him like they did with Donna? Some people think they because they've been shooting this since 2015. Some people think they might have snuck in a Bowie really? cameo. They've but, been shooting this since 2015? Yeah, because the log lady, yeah. she died in September 2015. So she wow. was like one of the first things. God, they ta he takes a long time to shoot shit. Like, he really does. Well, they also had that contract negotiation halfway through, so I think they might have stalled a bit. What was the contract negotiation? They originally wanted to do eight episodes, mm. and Lynch wanted to do 18 episodes. And, Jeez. And so oh, and it, he needed, like, how much did this cost, this new season? Well, I haven't heard a number. I heard it was around $200 million, Whoa. But a lot of people say it was just a blank check to Lynch. So, But you got to think, you know, I was looking at the numbers of how many people streamed it, and it was um, several million. Yeah. And you got to think it's like $8 a month to sign up. 
So they probably made, let's say, 10 million people streamed it. They probably yeah. made $80 million this last weekend. But I was walking <laughs> the dog the other day and kind of thinking of the numbers. And I was like, I bet they're going to make like $500 million off of this if it cost them $200 million. Because you got to think about it. If this is the new movie... You know, if this is the new way entertainment's going to be produced yeah. and people are going to be making movies, like really long movies that are TV shows, you think you got lock people in for three months, four months, however long the season goes on for, for $8 a month. It's brilliant. That's way more than a movie ticket, you know? Totally. That makes a lot more sense. Well, and you get more content out there. And if you watch it in one go, right? Like when Orange is the New Black comes out or when um, like the OA came out. Where everything comes out in one massive chunk, like Stranger Things, people spend like a weekend just inside with the <laughs> blinds drawn, yeah. like watching these things. And they pay, you know, how much is our like our Netflix subscription? Eight Ten dollars. Ten bucks a month. Okay, right? Yeah. So it's just insane. And you watch it for two days and like nobody complains that like it took me two days to watch it. People are like, oh man, I couldn't stop watching it. I spent yeah. the whole weekend. And it's not like a negative thing because you would just turn it off if you didn't like it. Yeah. But it's kind of neat. I hate waiting between shows. You know what I mean? Like oh, that yeah. is the most agonizing And this thing. Sunday, the new episodes of Twin Peaks are the ones that have already been out online for a week. So we're like skipping a week and I'm just like, oh, you got to think it's smart. If you want to make your money back in subscriptions to not put them all out at the same time, because then you lock people in for like four months. Exactly. Um, paying that subscription. It's crazy. Netflix doesn't do that because they put it all out at the same time, but they put out a new show like every couple of days, it seems like, or, yeah. a, new, or a new movie or a new special. They God. just have so much shit. It's crazy out. that they've become like a production house like that. And you know, like Showtime, what shows did they used to do? Like what series? I guess Weeds was one of the first ones they did. Yeah. And that was like early 2000s maybe yeah. and before that they were just showing movies i have a feeling that after this twin peak they're saying that this might be david lynch's last thing this twin peaks yeah i think that one of these companies is going to throw a ton of money at him and have him do an original long show or really mm. long movie like netflix they would totally be like i don't know if netflix would do a lynch project well why not this is the hottest thing right i think now, hbo you know? is more likely to do it yeah maybe maybe stars maybe but I think Netflix would probably give him the most creative control, you know? He's been trying to make know. this movie his entire career called Ronnie Rocket that's kind of set in the Eraserhead universe, but no one's ever wanted to pay for it. Hmm. Interesting. He might be in the most actionable stage of his career this late into it it's right crazy. now. It's just so interesting because this movie came out in what, like 92, right? Yeah. He had some big actors in it, but the main characters of it, it was all Laura Palmer. Yeah. You know, and was. she was the, the whole freaking movie and the other people were in it for seemed like just portions of it. I just couldn't get over in this movie the whole dad thing. That was like so weird to me. And I get that there's like weird shit in movies and like I almost said this happens, but <laughs> I don't know if people get possessed by some guy named Bob and go do this shit. But I mean, like it's a reality. And what's so interesting, too, is Michael J. Anderson. He's still alive, isn't he? Yeah. The guy who's in the red room, the short the man guy. who we talked about in Mulholland Drive, yeah. who played the tall man. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't 
cast in this. Like he plays the brain, and I'm referencing the new series. He plays the brainstem yeah. kind of thing. He's in this movie, but he even said some weird shit about David Lynch. Like I think he's just a weirdo, though. Like he, what did he really say? is. So he made insinuations that this was made because David Lynch really like molested his daughter, mm -hmm. and then his daughter came out and was like, "This guy needs to get help." Like I feel bad for him. You yeah. know, like he's something's going on with him. He's a weirdo. And then he also insinuated that he was responsible for Jack Nance's death, which is really fucking crazy. And yeah. I didn't even know how he died, and I read about it, and that was still kind of fucking weird, but I don't see... Like, I don't know, David Lynch, has he had controversy in his life, like in his career? No, other than like in his personal life, he's been married four or five times. Um, well, my mom's been married three times. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> so that's the only thing I could really say. Yeah, the thing that's is like, unusual. you know, I hope that's not true, but let's just pretend it is true for a minute. Oh my God. Wouldn't the last thing you want to do is- Make a show? Make a show yeah, about what you absolutely. did. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like I murdered someone, so I'm going to go make a fucking movie about it. It's like O.J. Simpson yeah. writing How I Did It, yeah. right? Hiding Which, in plain sight. Genius. Yeah, and he's a loud talker too. So like, I just don't see him being someone, I think that guy's just a little, he just seems like a little crazy yeah, and maybe, maybe a little bitter he wasn't cast in the show, but I also wonder why he wasn't cast in the show. Was it because he mm. was fucking crazy? Or because he or was, knows something and he has the dirt on Lynch. But then all the more reason to cast him, right? Because then <laughs> right. he would keep his mouth shut. So maybe they had some falling out because he's crazy. And then he was like, I'm not putting you in my show. I can't even do a voice like his like you can. But guys, I'd like to announce that Michael J. Anderson is playing Cooper in this new season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it totally has nothing to do with anything I've done in my past. But that's weird. I think it was just because he was a weirdo and he didn't want to cast him. Maybe. Anyway, what's up with all the corn and turkey references? So I think the cream corn is like returning theme in the show and in the new show. Yeah. Um, because anytime Kyle McLaughlin's like sick or changing bodies or something, he vomits up a bunch Ugh. of cream corn. Is that cream corn? Mm -hmm. It's like remember green. Because remember Mike, the one-armed man, when he drives up next to them and he's like, you stole all the corn that I had canned. That was the one-armed man? Yeah. I didn't know that was the one-armed man. Well, I just had, thought that was some random ass person. Well, he had his arm in the truck, so you yeah. couldn't really tell. He's like in the Red Lounge, but in reality, so it's like he's... Bob's keeper in a sense kind of or like he has he cut his arm tabs. off to get rid of Bob so I think he used to be possessed by Bob Got and then it. cut off his arm yeah and now he's not but he still has like a connection to that world or something I'm not sure that's crazy still like a part of him ew that cream corn yeah. see we shouldn't talk about that or I'll and throw up in the toilet and the it's called like gar <laughs> it's called a Garmin Bioza or something like Gorgonzola or Garbanzo. Oh, because he something. says, I want like. Yeah, it means this. pain and sorrow. They put parentheses after it. They say, yeah. I want my Garmin Boza. And it says, <laughs> pain <Garbanzo> and sorrow. Beans. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's what that cream corn is. That is so weird. I didn't realize yeah. that was him in the truck. That whole scene was fucking weird because he's like, something's on fire. Something's burning. And he's like yeah. revving the engine and he's like, what's happening? And I'm like, stop <laughs> revving the fucking engine. Then they're talking about cream corn. I was so confused. And then it seemed like the old man in the crosswalk was going to fall over. And I'm like, will someone help the man? Yeah. And then I thought the log lady was going to go save the logs <laughs> that were on the truck or whatever. It's just like the weirdest scene ever. But I didn't get like the weird references because she's kissing james and she's like gobble gobble yeah gobble. <laughs> oh well i think i i think i remember that scene it's like a turkey oh line. i actually wrote it down she says oh and it's a corn reference too she says uh i'm gone like a turkey in a cornfield and then james goes 
you're not a turkey. Turkeys are the dumbest of all birds. And then she's crying. And she goes, gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, well, let me just <laughs> get this over with. And then Bobby walks in and he's like making out with her picture that's encased yeah. in, like the homecoming queen picture. And he just like sucks the glass. He didn't even kiss it. He just was like open mouth glassing it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying to do it, but no one can see it. I always try and like <laughs> help you visualize what's it's happening on the other end. It's tough to do those things that don't make noise. It is. I'm mouthing the microphone like he is, but it's not working. And then that whole scene where he's like dancing in the quad backwards yeah, going into the Yeah, that's my school. favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, what? I'm like, first of all, the extras in the background just knew to like move out of the way because yeah. he had no idea where he was going. So that was weird. And then why does she start to kiss Howard? What was that whole thing about? Because that made him like kill himself essentially, right? Or like Who's Laura Howard? dying. He's the one that she takes care of. That's the, like the, the recluse. Guy? Yeah, the shut-in guy. I don't know. I guess yeah. we're to imply that they had something going on. Well, she tur- well, I don't know. She turns all evil though. Her mouth turns black or something. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. That's one of the scary scenes in the movie. One of the only scary yeah. scenes in that movie. That was so weird. That's where we learned that this Bob guy has been raping her. And yes. she thinks he stole the diary pages to like learn more about her. Howard's like, but he's not real. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know, Howard? You sit in your fucking house all day and play yeah. checkers. <laughs> but it's really weird. Cooper predicts Laura's death. Yeah. After that scene, he basically is like, there's a blonde girl. She's in school. I don't know what he says, but he basically like She's making her. food for a very nervous fellow who never leaves his house. And she sleeps with a guy named Bob, <laughs> who's her dad. What's her dad's name? Leonard? Leland. Leland. <laughs> so I knew it was something like that. She's putting some food in the trunk of a car. And I'm pretty sure all that stuff is going to fall over. What the fuck was that? They had like cops sitting in the back of a station wagon and they're yep. like, meals on wheels. And I'm like, meals literally spilling all over the wheels. <laughs> what was that? And they were in like a tin know. thing, like what room service brings your food in. Yeah. That was so weird. Yeah. When Shelly closed the truck, I'm like, you're not done yet. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> all the secure. drinks just spilled over. You took four meals. <laughs> meals on wheels. That was so weird. She's like, can't help with meals on wheels today. I just saw this fucking weird grandmother and her grandson were a dick nose <laughs> a unicorn <laughs> horn <laughs> really <weird>. okay <laughs> she's like all right well you could have just said i don't want to do it but you don't need to come up with that weird thing she has the portrait of a door does it change into other things throughout the movie I don't know. It looked like a red door to me, and they mentioned red door in the new series also. Yeah. Because that's where Dougie's house is with the red door. It's just crazy. All this coming together. It's so weird. But why does that girl in the diner have such a disgusting, bloody nose? Did you see that? She just sits there. They're like, oh, Diana or whatever her name is has a bloody nose, and she's just sitting there, and it's like, take her to the fucking hospital. (laughs) It looks like that one guy, like, nose grabbed her. her. (laughs) Nosed her. (laughs) Fingered her nose or something something like stick a tampon up there that was so gross i don't know i mean no one really goes to the hospital over a bloody nose yeah but that was all i mean i get bloody noses but that was she was not doing anything to make that bloody nose better right what do you do like i've heard you put a quarter on the bridge of your nose and shit i don't know i think that's that prank that you do to people where you you make them draw a circle around the quarter and see if they can land the quarter by rolling it off their nose did i ever tell you about when we did that trick to my spanish teacher in high school yeah i think i did hear this story she was so angry well it was a guy 
Oh, he. <laughs> okay, maybe I didn't hear the but, story. But I didn't see it happen. But there is this part, and then I hear him. He's you know saying something, and he goes like Viernes, and um, everybody's <laughs> laughing at him because he has all this lead over his nose because one of the kids in class just did this prank on him. Yeah. <laughs> And so then he made me, of which I had nothing to do with it, but I guess I was just a nuisance in his class. So he was like- You sounded like a nuisance in high school. Yeah. And so I remember him holding us back and he was just, you know, he had all this pencil lead over his face and stuff as he's berating us. And he goes- Why was he berating you? Did he know he had lead on his nose? Yeah. Because everybody So why didn't he wipe it off? I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he goes, I need you guys to shape up. And he had kind of an accent. And he goes, I am sick and tired of this. And he slams and goes, sick and tired of this. <laughs> that so, sounds like a teacher I had who threw a lock down the hall and was like kicked out of school. <laughs> Did I tell you this? No. God. We had a teacher that we just, he was replacing this other teacher that everyone liked. And his name was Mr. Long. And he looked like a horse. And <laughs> he had a long talk face. Like this, he'd be a superman. He's I'm sick and tired of this <laughs> stupid babe. Like, he just was weird. And he had a law degree. I don't know why he was teaching. He was the oddest looking guy, but I can find a picture of him. But we were like, the thing in uh, middle school when I was in eighth grade was to try and throw pencils into the ceiling. Yeah. Not mechanical pencils, like old school like, right. pencils. And we'd throw them into the ceiling. And one day, I don't know what was going on. I wasn't even in class when this happened. I just heard about this from everyone else because he was like removed from the school. But kids would always fuck with him. And yeah. so they had like a lock or something and we're tossing it back and forth and I guess he like intercepted the lock and went into the hallway and threw the lock down the hallway. (laughs) And I think he like almost hit a kid or something. And so... Yeah, he did not come back for a second school year. And one of my friends from school like had a traffic ticket or something and was in court. And he was like the bailiff or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he was like in the court <laughs> and just like. <laughs> so his life really went downhill after yeah, that. He I was had... like the Judge Judy, like the black guy in Judge Judy. <laughs> like he just couldn't bounce back. <laughs> I, had, I had a science teacher my freshman year named Mr. Newton. And everybody was like, oh, Newton, like like Isaac Newton. Oh, I would say Fig Newton. <laughs> <laughs> like fig. That's I what like, I was yeah, thinking. Fig, yeah. yeah, like Fig. And I thought he was a pretty good teacher. And then when my sophomore year, came, we came in, he was nowhere to be found. And I was like, what happened to Mr. Newton? They're like, oh, they got rid of him real quick. Apparently, he grabbed some kid's arm and dislocated his shoulder <gasps> and like really hurt some kid. Not, oh, my God. Not on purpose, but it's like, doesn't matter at that point, you know? Yeah. Well, there was another kid with... <laughs> He, he Jack Torrance. This him. is just, yeah, like, I mean, this is just going all kinds of places. But there was also, a, okay, so I have two other, I had a teacher named Mr. Hillenberg. I had him in seventh grade for social studies. And he had like this drawer where if you got a question right, you would get like, he had tech decks in there and candy and fridge with like Mountain Dews. He always drank diet Mountain Dew, but he was like missing a pinky. Well, the, my Spanish something. teacher was missing a finger too. Yeah, he was Side missing note. half a finger because of a rock climbing accident, but he did adventure club so the kids would go rock climbing and kayaking and like I did a trip and, and did rock climbing or whatever. So we're getting off of the bus from eighth grade going to Elitch's. We all get a letter saying that like he'd molested a student and uh <laughs> Everyone was crying. It was, it was like the weirdest. It was like a David Lynch movie. It was like that school bus scene. So I had that and then some other teacher from middle school when I after I graduated high school, like he had punched a kid in the face. So he was like, oh, it's gotta be tough being a what? Yeah, teacher, what? don't you think? Who would ever because you're just like, God, I just want to punch all of you in the face all the time. Yeah, but I or can't. molest you. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're at two ends of the spectrum. I just spectrum. want to dominate you all in some yeah. way. <laughs> there's, there's like three kinds of teachers. The really fucking cool ones that you're fine with and that are normal. And molest you. The, no. The molesters. <laughs> Chester the molesters. And then there are just like the fucking crazy assholes yeah, that like are just rage. bottling it in. Yeah. And just punch a student in the face. Yep. So there's like the three layers of being a teacher. Usually gym teachers are the ones that do that. Yeah. That punch people. and It's like the three layers of a Lynch movie. Yeah. The really fucking cool characters. The molesters. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the Ragers. <laughs> You're either a Cooper or a Leland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old teacher stories. I, I can mm -hmm. definitely see that happening in this high school that Laura Palmer went to for right. sure. All of those scenarios definitely. could have definitely happened. I would have hoped that they had the uh, principal in this movie, but he wasn't in it. Do you remember the principal from the TV show? Oh, yeah. There's this part when he announces Laura's death and he goes, may God have mercy on us all. And then he's closes the thing and he's like oh god <laughs> he's like crying to himself yeah it's like did you even really know her or like what's going maybe had a massive migraine didn't you see the movie that came out before the show yeah <laughs> she was an asshole yeah she did cocaine and was like blowing fat guys and stuff <laughs> that scene where she like goes home in the middle of the day and like bobs in her room yeah. and that was fucking that disturbing. was scary yeah that shot was scary how they cut yeah. that together with her looking and then right at the last frame, Bob's in the like they filmed it with nobody in there, you know? Yeah. So it was like the camera could go as far as possible. Totally. And then he's just there. Shit like that is really scary, I think. But explain this to me. When you're running out of the house and you're hiding from this person, why do you hide in a non hiding place? <laughs> like she hid under a bush that didn't have any leaves. It was she, like in front of a bush. Facing the sidewalk. Facing so like, the like so. <laughs> in plain sight and crying very loudly. Yeah. And then the dad comes out and just gets in the car and goes. And I'm like, why wasn't he just like, Laura, there you are. <laughs> she had to have been like 20 feet away from I don't know. That was of, so weird. A lot of stuff in this movie seems like it was hastily put together. Yeah. It seems like it was filmed really quick. All the FBI stuff looks like they're just in some office. Yeah. And, well, uh, they are. <laughs> And the high school is the, is a different high school than the one that was in the show. It was weird, huh? In that first sheriff's office where he got nosed, I thought they were in a motel. Yeah. <laughs> it well, seemed like a motel. Well, when you said this, he's in the police office. And I was like, you don't really hear people say it like that pretty often, but... That's exactly what it yeah. was, a police office. Yeah, it was like where you get your keys at the Bates Motel. I don't know what it was. It was so weird. It was really bizarre. Yeah, all of that, the only normalish stuff was kind of like her house, but yeah. there were certainly no normal situations happening in that no. house. The mom was, that woman is always catatonic or something. Mm -hmm. Every time I see her, she's just like, Laura. It's really weird. But I feel bad for Laura. And maybe well, yeah. it's because I share the same name as her. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> but she's got a pretty rough for dad's raping her. Yeah, no, this or is Bob a... is. I don't know. I mean, it's mm -hmm. crazy. Horrible things happen to her in this yeah. movie. Yeah. And then she goes into that weird pink room, which is clearly named the pink room for a reason. Yeah. Best so, music of the whole movie. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I get so sick of that song they play that's like the soap opera music yeah. where it's like, boom, boom. I can't even do it. But it's weird. Like, I get yeah. sick of it. It's, it's, it's not. But that, that pink room song is so good that they played it louder than everyone's yeah. voice. They had in to, the movie. like, the subtitles were built into yep. that. That was it. It was because you couldn't hear a damn thing. <laughs> 
So that was really interesting. And when they're in there, it's weird because like she takes her friend Donna with her, mm-hmm. who is the girl from The Cutting Edge, which you've never seen that movie. <laughs> no. But I watched that movie because my sister was into hockey. And so it's about an ice skater and a hockey player coming together to be figure skaters. And she's in there? Yeah. And she's like a super bitch, like super bitchy. Isn't she only naked in that one shot in this movie? Yeah. She just shows her boobs. And that was the whole reason why Laura Flynn Boyle wouldn't be in this movie. But isn't she naked in other movies? I don't know. Wasn't she naked in Men in Black 2? Well, that's a PG-13 movie, so I doubt it. I felt like she was one of those uh, Julianne Moore types who's just always titting around. I don't think so. I don't think she tits around too much. She was really famous in the 90s, like the late 90s. Really? I think so. Another Lara. Lara Flynn. But hers is L-A-R-A. It's like Lara mm-hmm. Flynn Boyle, I think is how you say it. Yeah, when she was dating uh, Jack Nicholson, she was really famous. She dated Jack yeah. Nicholson? <laughs> Why did all these people date Jack Nicholson? He looks like Michael J. Anderson from kinda, The Red yeah. Room. Yeah, yeah, doesn't he these days? There was that weird thing a few years ago when Jennifer Lawrence won an Oscar and he came up to her and was talking to her during the interview and he was like totally trying to like yeah. <laughs> creep in on her. Like that was really creepy yeah he's just like and his clothes are always too big for him (laughs) (laughs) i think he's just always shrinking yeah i'm like you have enough money to get this tailor don't you it's like he shrunk the day before well that's what i'm saying he probably puts it on and he's like well okay finally it fits and then as soon as he gets out the door he starts shrinking a little bit yeah it's like exposure to the sun maybe that's why he always has sunglasses on like he's just like shrinks in the sunlight it's really weird metal eyes (laughs) i said what if he has no eyes Like this entire time he's had no eyes. He retired for a little while because he has Alzheimer's and can't remember his lines. But now I think- Now he doesn't have it? You don't just like not have it. Well, I think he's out of retirement for a movie, but I don't know for how long that's going to be. It's probably going to be like a Christopher Walken note card thing. Cue card. Cue card, (laughs) yeah. So it gets really dark where like Bobby kills that person. And you said that was the guy from the police station? The guy who got nosed? Yeah, I think that's the guy who got nosed. Really? Are we not supposed to make that connection or not? I don't know. Well, when you said that, I was like, well, she goes, you killed Mike. But Mike is the one-armed man. So I don't know. Because he's like, that's not Mike. And then he goes, is it Mike? I don't know. That whole thing was weird. I thought that was the guy that said, uh, try some coffee. It was fresh about two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, all in all, this movie gets weirder and weirder. So basically, like, she uh, is fucking that jock guy, that guy who says, uh, what does he say? I'm as blank as a a fart. I think I'm going to say that in my next meeting when I have no words. I'm as blank as a fart. And then I'm just, I'm going to say it like that and I'm just going to sit with there a fr- and wait. With a French accent. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> did he have a French accent? Yeah, he's like French Canadian. How would you say that with the French? I'm, I'm as blank as a fat. That was not I'm French. I'm as Hang blank on. as a fat. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that was way better than whatever <laughs> I did. <laughs> that was like very Lumiere. Yeah. I like it. And then she goes and she's just going to like have sex with him and he starts tying her up and that's kind of where we lead yeah. into the first season of Twin Peaks. Yeah, they wrap this up literally pretty uh pretty quickly <laughs> in a nice little end. package and put it out to see. Yeah. So I guess a lot of people didn't really like this movie because it's like, well, yeah, we already know all this stuff happened. This well, what's the thing with the angel in the end in the red room with Cooper? And Laura. I don't know. I I think we still need to maybe try watching a couple episodes from the second season. I guess. We watched that recap and they didn't mention anything about that. Because really? Yeah, like why is Cooper in there? Has Cooper always been in there? Because mm-hmm. Annie, dead Heather Graham in the bed, says- 
I can't believe that was her. With, I couldn't even see her fucking face. I'm with Dale right now or something. Yeah. And Bob. So I don't know. <sighs> I'm sure a lot of uh, fans of um, David Lynch are going to have a lot to say about what we're saying because yeah. we're not really. I mean, are we really saying anything? Yes, we are. We're saying <laughs> that we don't know what's happening. <laughs> the point is Twin Peaks fever is going on right now in this country. And if you're catching it, you're getting a rash. We tried to <laughs> cram as much as we can into this and figured this would be a good movie to watch since... I think the week this goes up, new episodes will start playing again. True. I crammed as much of this up my nose as I could, yeah. just like Laura. You nosed yourself. I really nosed Twin myself. Peaks. I gave myself a real cocaine nosy. I would say I'm not as into Twin Peaks as people are who grew up with it. I can see who, how it What would, generation is that, though? It's like, like the, before mine. <laughs> like the baby boomers? I don't know. what. Like my mom knew what Twin Peaks was. The first time I heard about Twin Peaks was a Simpsons joke where um, Homer's watching TV and you don't see what he's watching, but you hear uh, some voiceover and it's Cooper and he's like, damn fine pie here in Twin Peaks and damn fine coffee. And then it cuts to what Homer's watching and it's Cooper like dancing with a horse and there's this... <laughs> traffic light hanging off a tree and homer's like wow this is great i have no idea what's going on <laughs> i i mean i don't know this was like i guess it could have been i mean in 92 you would have still been a kid and so your mom would have been what, yeah. like 35 but i can see how 40. this influenced like the x-files and yeah. stuff like that i can see how this sort of turned tv into a really long movie yeah like it is now and it's just weird. I guess it just wasn't really like that before. I can't really think of anything. And a lot of people say Northern Exposure is similar to Twin oh Peaks. Oh my God, don't but, say that. Craig will just but Northern Exposure pop out is, of the wall. Northern Exposure is a terrible show. And I don't know why people <gasps> How love dare it so you? much. The only thing I know about it is that DVD set is a life jacket. Yeah, an orange <laughs> life jacket. <laughs> That's all I know about it. I'm like, well, that show looks fucking stupid. Whoa. So anyway, I can see how Twin Peaks was important by spawning work like that. I don't and, know if um, that was... That was a spawn of some sort. Yeah. But that being said, this new season is some of the coolest David Lynch stuff I've ever seen. Fucking ass. I love it. So I mean, it's like the so Eraserhead is my favorite Lynch movie. Yeah, by far. This is pretty close to this that is stuff. this is like that. I mean, I, I mm, we have to watch him again. Kyle McLaughlin is like fucking awesome yeah. in these and possessed by Bob. And it, I just can't. I I can't. I can't. But fantastic new season of Twin Peaks. This movie is a, uh, it's like the prologue to a novel. It's not kinda. really necessary. I mean, it's kind of necessary. Is it? I don't know. There's some cool imagery in it. I love the flashing lights and the lynchy stuff. But I guess this would probably be a not so great episode of the show. No. You know? It'd be long. It'd be long. It'd be R-rated and stuff. But it wouldn't be even- Well, even they're showing the R-rated stuff in the TV show- the current well, yeah. one, because it's showtime. Yeah, but I mean, in context of the old series, this would probably not be a great episode. So definitely check it out. If you don't have showtime, get it. Yeah. Get it. Get some. Mm, get or it. just borrow someone else's subscription to it and <laughs> totally. log in with an Apple TV. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me is on... Showtime? Is it? Yeah. Is that where we got it? Okay. Yeah. So you can watch it there, or if you own it, you can watch it on Plex. Yeah. What would but you give this? What would I give this? Yeah, what's your what's your rating of Twin I Peaks Firewalk? I would give uh, Shelly, whatever her last name is, who plays Laura Palmer, I'd give her five for her performance. I thought she was a great actress in this. I would give this like a two. 
I'd probably give it like a two as well, which was a surprise, man. I remember thinking this was one of his better movies. and Yeah. This movie was two and a half hours? Mm, 2.15. I felt like we had to keep pausing it to do other things, which if you're watching a good movie, you just sit there and watch it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to soak off my nail polish. Yeah. I'm going to make a drink. I'm yeah. going to... I found this Aliens game that I got for DS a long time ago and I never played. And I'm going to play it. <laughs> oh, you didn't play it during the movie? Okay. No. <laughs> so you went searching for it. See, that's the thing. I mean, like, you know, it's background. We have Twin Peaks fever and I still have Alien fever. So I'm going to be playing this Aliens DS game. Well, I hope something doesn't pop out of your chest and impregnate my face. I'm excited for it. Well, I say we end this with uh, some wise words from our guest, our silent guest this whole time. Sir David Lynch. Yes, thank you. I uh, am not going to talk about Judy and Coop. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. No, you should say Philip Jeffries. Philip Jeffries. Why am I saying that? Because that's David Bowie. I could say, I'm not going to talk about Judy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for joining us, uh, dead David Bowie and (laughs) David Lynch. I'm just kidding. He's not. Um, But thank you, David Lynch. I can't believe you just sat here silent this whole time. We were kind of bashing this movie, but complimenting very heavily your new series on Showtime. Yes. Yes, it's very telling that I was booed at Cannes 25 years ago, and this year I'm being praised and standing ovated and i cried well i wish i could have seen it yeah thank you while he's gone he just walked (laughs) out of the room that was actually really cool seeing that standing ovation i didn't see it you'll have to show it to me yeah and he's like teary-eyed and i was like you can tell he's like ah thank god i worked so fucking hard on this thing yeah he was probably just sitting in the audience the whole time like in a ball like (laughs) hiding under a quilt like i hope no one like throws tomatoes at me well i look forward to this new season it's gonna be just like one really long david lynch movie so i'm so excited team america fuck Mm -hmm. yeah party on Party on, Garth. Yeah, Brooks. Mm-hmm.